Hi, my name is Rachel Perry. I am a 48 years old, grey-haired curve model. I'm going to be your host for Out of the Bubble podcast. I started a new career aged 46 modelling, and over on social media I found so many amazing, inspiring women over 40 who are really embracing midlife and leaving a trail of inspiration along the way, helping to break down the stereotypical middle-aged barriers. So I thought it would be fun to share them with you. So welcome back to episode two, and this week we have a bumper edition full of inspiring women. My first guest really epitomises what Out of the Bubble podcast is all about. I am beyond excited to welcome Trisha Stewart, one of the driving force and behind the alternative WI calendar back in 1999, so 20 years ago, which went on to become a global phenomenon and raised over 5 million to date for the Bloodwise charity. So you may have bought the calendar or watched the Calendar Girls film, or you may have seen the stage version or music, but now it's time to meet the real lady behind it all. So welcome very much. Thank you so much, because I know you are super busy with everything that's going on. Okay. So let's start at the beginning. You are originally from Sunderland. From Sunderland, yeah. Um, you were a diagnostic radiographer. Yeah. So then you moved up to yeah, Yorkshire. Yeah, he was a radiographer as well. Right. And he got a job with Ilford X-Ray in Yorkshire. Yeah. So we moved to Skipton and I worked at Airedale General for three years. Right. had the kids. And then I had 12 years maternity leave. Oh, lovely. <laughs> I went back and worked at Skipton General as a physio helper. Right. So you lived in, you eventually ended up moving and living in Quaker. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to people that don't know Quaker, it's really, really beautiful. I mean, it's just picturesque setting. Yeah, on the way to Grassington. But it's very quiet. Mm. Was that mm. hard to adjust to, kind of moving from Sunderland to a quiet, tiny village? Uh, no, no, because a lot went on. There's a lot more goes on in little villages than... You know, Angela came and knocked on my door and the yes. WI because she said they'd think I was funny if I didn't join. <laughs> and there was a quiz and there were rounders. I taught yoga on a Friday night in the village hall. Right. There was so much going on. I went for walks with the dog, you know, Labrador. And it was a really busy, interesting time. Pr- cricket, into village cricket. And so you really threw kids, yourself into yeah, village life. Yeah, our kids were eight and six when we moved there from Skipton. But they stayed at school in Skipton, so we just used to run them up and down. Right. Um, and it, it was really good fun. We got friends with John and Angela. Their mm. kids used to babysit for us. And it was a lovely time. It was a lovely time. Yeah. All kind of spoilt when John was ill. Yes, yeah. All changed when John became ill. Yeah. And he died. We didn't think he would die, but when it's a bit, it was a big shock because he was yeah. he was fifty three. Yeah, which is nothing, is it? No. What were your first impressions of the WI before you went there? Had you been a member before you no, moved here? No, I'd lived in the town. I'd never ever imagined joining mm. the WI. I didn't really know much about it apart from what everybody else knows. They make jam and pickles and mm. you know wear pearls, and that was it. <laughs> you know, I used to how they were depicted. You know, I'd yes. seen. After the suffragettes, the WI followed closely with, with what they did for women. Yeah. Their movement, they were, and I think a lot of people don't know what WI did yes, immediately after the suffragettes. And with the suffragettes, mm. they made a huge difference to women's lives. Yeah. And there weren't, there were middle class women who didn't have to do that because their lives weren't awful. Really. I mean, they were ruled by men, but not in the same way as working class women yes. were. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they did, it. and that's that's all I knew. But I went, and it was really good. And there was a few of us went together because we were all in our thirties, mm. and there were like five or six of us joined together. Right, that's nice. And it was really good fun. And then we did all the stuff, the competitions, and everything. Mm. <laughs> Nobody else wanted to do it. <laughs> um, and it it was really it was a really good time. Mm. 
So the idea for the calendar, did that had that been in your mind for a while before no. John came in? Or it was way before John was right. in. Right, but it hadn't been. I just I thought we used to joke about stuff, and and I thought Linda, who was an artist, Miss July, uh, <laughs> was an artist. Her husband took the photographs because Terry Logan's a famous local artist. And I just thought Linda should paint us all in the nude before we got all past it. Mm. And that was a joke. Yeah. So she did a sketch and it was very funny with us all. She sketched us. And then um, just not long after that, at a WR meeting, we were asked if we had a photograph to submit, which may possibly be chosen for the traditional calendar, right. which is normally hills and sheep yeah. and letterboxes and churches. And that just came to me. I hadn't thought about it before and I just said to Angela, we could do an alternative WI calendar, feature the crafts of WI, but in the nude. Mm. And she just said, is it? Yeah. And it was a joke. We never, ever would have done it if John hadn't become ill. Yeah, that was definitely the, drive, the, the driving force. Yeah. Um, and we thought he'd be getting better while we did it. Mm. Um, but he was never well enough. No. He was only ill for five months and he died in July um, 1998 and... August passed and we did nothing. And then one day in early September, Linda and I were walking up to the sheep pens with our dogs. That's what they base Tai Chi Hill on. We don't walk up a hill and do Tai Chi. <laughs> uh, we were just going up. And she, just, she just said, are, are we going to get on and do the calendar? Because even if we don't sell any, it'd be something for Angela to do all winter. Yeah. And that was how we started it. The following night, went to the local pub. Craco's a village of 200 people yeah, with a yeah. pub and a farm shop. Um, and that's it. And we just, seven or eight went, of us went and we talked about it. I took a clipboard and we decided who'd like to be which one. And then, of course, we needed a photographer. Well, we didn't know. See, I had the idea for a car, no idea how you produced one. Yeah. And then Terry and Linda decided, you know, we could do it at their house and Terry would take the photographs. And then he would leave the room once the girl was out of her dressing gown and Linda would take the shot and everybody was fine with that. And then the following Sunday, we all went to their house and we did the first shots. How? Because you were definitely the driving force in yeah. in getting everybody together. Yeah. And you did come up against a lot of opposition, didn't you? Because well, it is a small town, Not really. Town. No, no, did no you that not? was a bit made up in the Right, film. okay. Because the film's only 50% true. Right. Um, <clears throat> because... We joked about it for well over a year. Mm. Uh, and John and Andrew had been through this awful time. Mm. It didn't seem like anything to do a calendar to raise money for research into what John had died of. Yeah. And so everybody who'd been in on the joke was all right to do it. Mm. Um, a couple of the girls were really nervous and it was brave of them. Mm. But most of us weren't nervous. It's Not only, at all. It's only courageous if you're overcoming a fear. Yes. I'm more frightened to drive down the M6 south. Yeah. And that scares me. But this didn't scare me. But Ross, Miss November, she hated it. It was really... And she just did it purely for the reasons, because it was for John. Mm. And for Angela and to raise money. Uh, Christine, with the infamous cherry bones, she was petrified. Mm. Petrified. She tried to tell me she wasn't going to do it, but failed, fortunately. Um, <laughs> so as a group of women, how did you all overcome those fears? How well, did you all encourage each other? We were in the kitchen other? and we, got in, we were all together. Mm. We had our dressing gowns on and dressing gowns and slippers and carry bags and slippers. And we had a glass of wine. We didn't have any wine before. And Terry had set up the shots. So he, Terry and Linda had set up all the shots around the house. Mm. So it was all prepared. Yeah. So one of the girls wanted to go first so she wouldn't lose her nerve. 
Um, Terry set the shot up and the light and everything, and then he left the room. Because when she took her dressing gown off, she moved. Yeah. So Linda was shouting through to Terry what to do. Mm. And we realised that if we did everyone like that, we were going to be there forever. Yeah. That Terry would have to be in the room with us all the time. Yeah. So we discussed this and everybody agreed it was the only way and he was totally professional. Because mm. you know, that's hard for him, wasn't it? In yeah. way, I would imagine because it's yeah. women, not only is it women topless, or, but it's women that he knew. Yeah. But it was very discreet. Yes. I mean, that's yeah. what Christine always says. She said, it's bizarre. You're standing with no clothes on behind something and your friend and, and your husband, <laughs> your friend's husband is taking a photograph yes. of you with no clothes on. But it just seemed, it just flowed. Mm. Um, and everybody just, you know, took my photographs. And then they had another shoot. Um, so he did eight then. Uh, we were short to one girl. We're all on December, so we only needed 11. Mm. And then the other, the other shots he did. Um, and then we went back a few nights later and we looked at because we didn't have digital cameras 20 yeah. years ago. Yeah. Uh, the, we had to swear the photography shop and skip to the <laughs> awful things we'd fortunately never saw them to the news world. Uh, and, we did, and he picked out the best ones for each of us. We had six each to decide which one we'd like to use. And mm. um, we just thought it could work. Mm. And that's, we looked at them and thought, yeah. So we decided that we would get a thousand printed. We'd get sponsorship to cover the cost of printing. And how hard was that to get people on board once yeah, you'd done it? Quite that... a few. We just a hundred. It was amazing how many people wouldn't. Mm, really, hundred. Yeah, yeah. On what grounds? Because just they didn't want to, or they couldn't afford it, or. Um, but we did. We got and a company, a guy who had um, a holiday cottage company. He. We had all the calendars at his place in MC, and he he paid for the repro and everything, which was like two grand. Mm. But the rest of the money we got in hundred pounds, and then mm. everybody had their name on the back as a sponsor. We tried to get um, Sutton seeds because it's a sunflower. Yeah, the sunflower all the way, but they, they refused. Oh, I bet they're kicking themselves oh, now. <laughs> um, so we just yeah. you know we just did that, and um, and then we thought. You know, we'll sell them for five pound each, and we'll make five thousand pounds yeah. for the charity. So that was your first we goal. Five thousand. We'd have yeah. been thrilled because we didn't. We thought we'd struggle. Yeah. And then the printer that Terry found would only do a minimum three thousand order. Right. So we had another emergency meeting to see who on earth was going to buy three thousand copies of a <laughs> calendar with us with no clothes on. <laughs> and then we just thought, well, we just go for it now. Mm. Did you feel a sense of responsibility once you got to that point? I never had any doubt. Did you just, right? No. So you had you obviously you're a strong yeah. person. I can yeah, tell you. you've I got a lot thought, of self confidence. Do it. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter what happens because, I mean, I didn't think it would be. I knew it would cause a stir, mm. but I didn't think it would last twenty years. I yeah. didn't think it would be the major furore. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and that was brilliant because even though it was hectic, it was incredible that we were selling them and that money was coming in and. Yeah. Angela was at the team, you know, with all the stuff and people were sending for it. And, mm. and the, I got in touch with a brewery who owned the pub, which was Jennings at the time in Cumbria. And the PR guy came to meet us and he said he would help us in any way. Right. And he would do the launch in the pub. He would send out press releases. We hadn't got a clue how he did mm. any of that. Mm. Um, and they would do mail order from their head office in Cumbria. Yeah, and he ordered funny. 200 calendars. And we just thought, and that's brilliant. That's got rid of a fifth of them. That's when we thought it was for a thousand. They actually shipped out 55,000 cars wow. for us. The four lines were jammed for weeks. 
goodness and me. And they had to do, they were writing, Linda Lee Potter was writing in the Daily Mail, can't get a calendar, I have to wait six weeks, I've been waiting for this calendar. Because the first three weeks after it was oh, printed, it just it went absolutely and we'd, we'd all over the we'd country. we got a hundred that first day. How did you cope with that media, some well, of that media a, attention? I had an office, you see. We, my name and number went out with the press releases because we had a medical educational software company and we've both been radiographers. Mm. And we had a, uh, an office on Broughton Hall. And we, so it was, I had phone, fax and email and we felt that was the best way to do it. Nobody, nobody had a mobile phone. I yeah, didn't have a mobile phone. Course, yeah. Nobody had a computer at all. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, when you did get them, they were there. Yeah, days, big bricks. <laughs> and uh, he, so we, we just, that was how we handled it. So I was on three phones forever, for weeks. Um, did you find best, that really stressful? No, oh. no, it was brilliant. And it was working. It was so exciting. Yeah. And every morning we'd walk up to the sheep hens, me and Ros and Ange, and just sit and listen. And then we'd talk about what we'd been asked to do. And if Ange didn't think it was okay, we didn't do it. Mm. We went on intuition that it sounded dodgy and it was about the nudity and not about mm. so much more. And we didn't do it and we refused yeah. tons. Richard and Judy wanted us to go on and recreate the shots in right. the studio. Um, we had all kind of Vanessa Kilroy, you know, all those programmes then, Trisha. Mm. We went, none of them. Mm. Because they would have just had plants in the audience to ask about nudity. And yeah. it would have all been. And that's... Yeah. It's so much more than that. Yeah. You really have, as a group of women, took control of yes, completely what you were doing, which we is did. really good. And because yeah. of Angela and John dying and Angela was with us, we yeah. were very careful yeah. what we did. Mm. But we did continue our own promotion and we sent mm. calendars out to famous Ross did all that. Um, and we, we sent them out to famous people so they would maybe talk about us and send us a cheque. Mm. So yeah. did, Ros did all that. Linda and Terry sorted out all the printing, all interviews with at their house, mm. where the photos were taken. You know, they did loads. Mm. We were a good team. Yeah, clearly. And I think what strikes me is the heart of all this was yes. about yeah. about raising money yeah. and keeping John's memory yeah, alive. It was. And, and keep that's what were true to yourselves, yeah. weren't you? You didn't yeah. get overtaken by no, the media didn't. and the hype. We and didn't and that think. takes some doing, I think. Yeah. And, and nobody would support you. You know, nobody would support you in Yorkshire or mm. WI if you got above yourself because mm. that's not what they see. Yeah. Were they supportive once yeah. it had all gone? Were they yeah, really WI six? were really supportive. Yeah. Uh, Helen Carey was national chairman. She was a brilliant woman. Mm. And she saw what... Because WI, they were sinking a bit and they'd rebranded, but it hadn't really worked. Yeah. And then we came along. Yeah, you definitely Tony helped. Bless, Tony Bless, low hand clap. Yeah. So between us... Yeah. We just changed a lot. So, and yeah. there's lots of younger WIs. Yeah, there. definitely. I know a lot of my, yeah. people, my friends are in it. And it's it's a different thing. They don't have to meet in the village hall and do a load of business yeah. and do it. But it's, it's women together. Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of support and yeah. you know, it's a good it's backbone of the country. So but how did the film come about then? Well, I got a phone call in August 1999 um, from a company, Harbour Pictures in London, who wanted to make like a, a, a TV film, really. They mm. weren't into big movies. But I didn't think it was our decision as calendar girls. Uh, I just felt it, it was Angela and our family's decision whether there was mm. a film ever made. Yeah. Because it's her story. Yeah. So I passed it all over to her. Um, she didn't think she wanted a film made about John's illness and his death, nor did her kids. Mm. But they met up with their scriptwriters and the producers, who were lovely, 
um, and she trusted them and they, over six or seven months it was because she, she had a lot of doubts mm -hmm. but she realised that if it was done properly it would be a fantastic dedication to John's memory mm -hmm. but more importantly what it's all about make more money for the charity because yes. yeah. the girls who are involved the six girls Angela's children Terry all signed our royalties directly to the charity so That's they amazing. made a lot of money and they continue to make money yeah. Uh, but the five, the five who retired didn't want to be involved with that and didn't mm. think it should just be Angela's decision. Where the other five of us just felt it was totally yeah. Angela's decision. Anybody could have been a calendar girl. Yes. Because Terry took wonderful photographs. He made us look wonderful. Mm. Um, but the heart of the calendar is Angela and yeah. John. And if we met people and they got that, that was fine. Mm. If they didn't get it, we just moved on. Yeah. If it was all about something else, like the, totally the nudity, yeah. or um, we didn't do anything with it, we just judged it. And, and if it had all stopped, you know, if there'd never been a film, it would have stopped. Yeah, that would after have been the amazing. Film, if there'd never been a yeah. play, uh, after the musical, if it all goes away, that's it then. Mm -hmm. But we'll still continue to raise funds. And so, how much account. input did you have into the film? Did you have any we input? Read were you allowed to write? We read all the scripts, and Angela had rights. Mm -hmm to be shot mainly in the Dales because John was assistant national park officer for right. the Yorkshire Dales. She wanted it to look like he thought of it. Mm. She wanted it to look like that in the film. Um, she, all British actors, actresses, producers, directors that's really good. got all that. Uh, backed by BVI, by Disney, because that's where yeah. the money comes from. Yeah. Um, but this, they were true to their word. Right. Uh, we read scripts. When we read the bit in America, we didn't like that. We always hated that. <laughs> um, but we knew we had to let the story go, that it wasn't going to be a documentary, and there was mm. about a bigger thing than mm. us. Um, but there's only about 50% true, and the rest is like okay. mixed up and made up. Yeah. Uh, when we read the bit in America and the argument between Andrew and my character, we just thought mm, everybody will think that's happened and we didn't go to America like that. We didn't do an advert. We mm. never would have done anything like that. Mm. And we talked to them about it and they said it had to be in to show the difference between fame, mm. um, going to America and coming back to a little village in the Yorkshire Dales it needed. And we had to, we had to let them make a film that would work. Yes, yeah. Because there's a formula and they knew what they yeah. were doing. Um, but we didn't. They did cut down the American bit. There wasn't as much as there was going to be. Right. Um, and the argument between Angie and you know, it's never happened. But amongst eleven women, mm. we did something we thought would be small. It was yeah, huge. Yeah. I can uh, imagine the dynamics in that. And yeah. jealousies. Yeah. We weren't all really close friends. Mm. We were all at WI. Yeah. When this awful thing happened, but the six of us who've stayed as Baker's half dozen after John mm. Baker, um, were the closest. And if John had had to pick out. He would be closest. It would have been us six. Mm. So, so yeah. how did it feel to have Helen Mirren play your play yeah, you? It was, I mean, yeah. that's just it was surreal, yeah, isn't it? She really? cut her teeth on me and went on to play the Queen. <laughs> she'd have realised that she's playing Catherine the Great now. Yes, <laughs> but she's only played two living women, mm. me and the Queen. So, did yeah, she come and did she come and talk to you and? Oh yeah, feel we about? met them. The the director said we probably. We probably wouldn't want to meet us, that they'd want to play our role from the script. Right, okay. And we didn't imagine we would meet them. But um, uh, Julie rang Ange and said she'd like to come to lunch and meet us all. So she did. And then they all wanted to meet us after that. So mm. they all came to Ange's house and then Helen was the last one to come. And 
just lovely. Mm. Bought some flowers for Ange and talked about John. And she sent me a cheque for £5,000 when they finished filming yeah, for the charity. Fabulous. That's so she really said nice. it had been an amazing experience. Yeah. And I mean, it's such really an uplifting close. story. And the director said they're not usually that friendly on the mm. film. They're all trying to up that part mm. and suggesting things to get a bigger mm. part. But he said it had been an amazing atmosphere. Mm. I mean, it we is. were on it's... set every day. Oh, were you? We thought we'd need a pass. You know, we're yeah. very biddable. We don't like push ourselves. We just do what we think. Um, we thought we'd, you know, have to be asked on set. Mm. But we were on every day, wherever we wanted. They treated us royally. Mm. And we've got our little cameo role with the rival yes. W.I. in the tent. Yeah. We looked terrible because the wardrobe director took us to Harrogate for our outfits. We were very excited. She took us out the age of an ox fan. Oh, no. Yeah, what a disappointment. Like I know. It was gutted. <laughs> That's not fair. No. <laughs> so then it's gone on to be a stage yeah, show. Stage and, and it's now a musical. Three years and yeah. nearly a million for the charity. And now the musical. Yeah. So all this work is just continuing to, yeah, to, to yeah. help raise money, which yeah. is just amazing yeah. 20 years later. And they're collecting the book of collections right. in the foyers in the theatres. Uh, it ran in 2015, December, it ran for four weeks at the Grand, three weeks at the Lowry, then it was six months in London, and there was about 130,000 in the buckets. Mm. And now this tour, they're up to 90,000 now. Hopefully it'll get to 100,000 before the finish in November. That's just and amazing. that's just in the buckets in the yeah. foyer. So a portion of each ticket goes to the charity. Mm. Um, and then we did a calendar when we went into the stage. Yes, yeah. Um, was, that as, was that as was that scarier no, doing the second time around? Terry wanted it to do it in colour, so we're a bit wary, wary about colour. It's not as flattering as. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was all right. Mm. Ross wasn't keen on doing it again. Mm. <laughs> Once was <laughs> enough. She thought we'd done. No, we've done a few because mm. we did the first one, and then we did the American one, which was the same photos, and then we did one, two thousand and three, a new one, and then we did one that came out with the film. The actresses took our poses and let yes. us use them, and we did six new ones. Yeah. And then we did 2007, we did one. And then 2010, which we did just with a few changes, 2011, 12 and 13. So there's no plans for a 20, 20 no, no, years. we need to be behind the wardrobe now. We're not doing any more. That's it. So <laughs> So when you went to America, did you see a difference between the way the press oh, treated yeah. the whole subject mm -hmm. to what to yeah. compare to? What was the mm -hmm. differences? Well, they were very positive. I mean, they had been positive here, but mm. as soon as there was the least sign of trouble here, they were on it. You mm. know, the five girls didn't want to do the film, and, yeah. you know, they were on to the split, and, you know, they're on to that. Mm. Um, so do you think the, the media here has got that more of a negative side to it? I think so, yeah, I think so. I think they like people to be successful in America. Yeah. And they, whereas they love it here. I mean, the media made the calendar, yeah. totally made it. Mm. But when there was the least into trouble, then they were in there with, you know, the yeah. split and yeah. all that kind of thing. But we just had to ignore it and, mm. you know, just because, you know, the other girls were talking about why they didn't want to do the film mm. and stuff like that. And we, you can't have your arguments in the national press. It no. just makes a bigger story. You just ignored it. Yeah. And most people don't even remember it. No. And just kept saying it's fish and chip paper. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, yeah, it was... It, they're, they're very... They're hypocritical in America because uh, any of the photographs that had a nipple on, mm. they either covered it up or digitally removed it. Yeah, because they don't like, they're really I mean, quite prudish, yeah, aren't they? Uh, yeah, there was, somebody was shot somewhere we were, there were strip clubs and mm. all kinds of weird stuff, mm. but it's so hypocritical, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Except Rosie O'Donnell, because we said, 
we wanted to show nipples off. They didn't, when we went on the Rosie O'Donnell show, they didn't give them that goodie bags till they left because if anybody was under 18, they couldn't have a calendar. Oh, okay. Because of the nudity. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Isn't, isn't it? it ridiculous? Yeah. Yeah. It is, and that's what Beryl said. Beryl said to Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie said, is there, are there any nipples? And Beryl said, we've been told we can't say nipples. <laughs> and she said, oh, shout it out, it's fine. We said, nipple. <laughs> um, but yeah, very weird. Mm -hmm. So any photographs that would like digitally move so you look deformed mm -hmm. or, or just sticky people yeah. over. Yeah, it's bizarre. And that was the difference. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, it, it did well in America mm -hmm. and sold out in Barnes & Noble and... Yeah. We had an amazing time doing, going round. Did you ever get really overwhelmed by the whole thing? Mm -hmm. Do you have moments when you really struggled? No. Gosh. No. I think at times it must have been hard for Angela. You know, we, well, at first, she says the first few months were his anyway, because, I yeah. mean, John had only died in July 1998. Mm. He hadn't been dead a year when we launched yeah. the calendar. But she just says she doesn't know what she would have done yeah. without it. We just used to grab her and take her places and... Mm. Um, and her and I went loads of places. So the hardest bit was when, if the husbands went and Angela was on her own, yeah, that was hard for her. Uh, but she was actually, you know, just to be doing something positive was a big deal mm. and selling calendars locally, you know, in Skipton. Mm. And, and at her house, we just got like, and Roy the Postman, who is a real postman in the film, he's <laughs> oh, not an actor. Oh, really? Oh, tell you. Is he the local postman? Uh, yes, oh, he fabulous. is. He's just retired, <laughs> but up to last year, oh, he was brilliant. our postman still. And he used to come and say to Angela, for oh, hundred letters today, Angela. And we'd always sit around the table, you know, and do mm. And then the Grassington Post Office, we just unloaded them out of the boot and they she stuck stamps on Debbie every night. And did you did you reply to all those letters? Yeah, we did. Wow. We sat around Angela's table. Gosh. Because the ones that went to the brewery, they sent out. Yeah. And everything, everything else came mm. to Angela's. Um, with, you know, some wanted seven, some five. We knew how many were. We had our own brown tape machine. Mm. We knew how many went in. And when we were waiting for calendars to be delivered, because we never knew how many, and then sometimes we ordered another thousand, then we got up to five thousand, then ten thousand. It was very scary in case we didn't sell mm. And they'd all come to Angela's house. It shows you the power of women working mm -hmm. together, yeah. particularly in a time of crisis. Mm -hmm. And we just sat around. Angela used to make tea and toast, and we'd obviously crying, reading another letter, putting it in the middle, seeing it. And just, we just did it. Mm. We just did it. Because some of the girls thought we should, you know, get them out for somebody else to do. But yeah, then that well, you never tempted. Because yeah. that would have wasted the money that mm. we, were, we were doing it for. Yeah. And and people helped in the village, you know, they came and, and helped us. Mm. Um, and it was a limited time. Uh, and then we thought it was all over mm. in December. And then... January the 23rd, 2000, the New York Times put the story on the front page in America found us. I mean, every moment, everything yeah. you say like that, you think, gosh, pinch me. You must I have know, thought this thought, is just well, incredible. It had taken ages to get, because he, he kept having to go to the peace talks. The guy from the New York Times had having to go to Belfast and cancel. Um, but he came out and was darts and dogs, you know, in the pub in yeah. Craco. You know, people with half a, half a tooth. Um, <laughs> we said they wanted to meet Roy, so we'd, he said, should he come in his uniform? He <laughs> did. Um, and yeah, they just met him and talked to us all and did a fantastic article. Mm. And that's when um, a lady from the, to the producer of the 2020 show rang me up, uh, Barbara Walters' show, and said uh, they wanted to do a documentary and flew over to do mm. it. And she just said, you shouldn't stop selling the calendar, you could sell it in America. Yeah. And she found us working on publishers in New York, mm. who then did a 19-month version, same photographs, and we went over on tour. When you were younger... 
Were you always confident? And... No, no, I don't give the vote of thanks at WI before this. I used to get palpitations. Oh, really? I've always been all Gosh. like my own little group. Yeah. You know, brownies, guides, netball team. Yeah. And, you know, with a group, with eight of us friends at school, we did all kinds. And I'm fine with that, but ne I didn't used to like to read in assembly. I would never have gone into school and played. Right. That's really interesting yeah, because now because it looks like you've changed. suddenly you came into your own. You do strike me as someone that's super confident. Well, I always, really. I'm not. I've never been what I've appeared really. Did you yeah. have to force yourself then when you were going through this process? No, this was it. Easy. Just came naturally. Just came naturally. This was it. It's all about the purpose, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, and you know all about. I still wouldn't like to talk about something I have to learn. Right, because but you now go easy. on to speak. You do a lot of speaking events, yeah, don't you? Yeah, I do. I'm with a speakers agency. And do you find that easy I now? It. I love it. I would be really sad if I wasn't going to speak. If I'm anywhere and I'm not speaking, I'm quitting it. <laughs> Because it's, it's a very positive thing to be part of. Mm. What um, kind of feedback do you get from other women? Because it is such an inspiring yeah, story. Yeah, amazing feedback. Right. And, ama and we go places and people say, what an amazing thing it is we've done and how inspiring. And we never imagined that. I never, ever thought about it, inspiring everything. Mm. Changing the image of WI, Completely. altering yeah. the perception of the old woman. None of that. Yeah. We did it because I thought it was... Well, the idea I just thought was really, really funny at mm -hmm. first. And then just did it, you know, for something for Angela to do and in memory of mm -hmm. John. And, and it did all come together easily. I didn't have to look around for any, you know, Tony yeah. and Linda did all the calendar design, all the planning of the photographs with the printers. and mm. They all fell into place. Yes, it did. And mm. Ange, me and Ros used to walk up the sheep ends every day and talk about what would come in and what Ange thought we should do and what we shouldn't do. Mm. And... And I would send out schedules, and it were it was like running another business because I already had a business. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but I used to be gone. I used to say to Ian, "I'll only be an hour, and then be gone all day." So Ian used to swear a lot. I'm glad he didn't say that. <laughs> he used to swear a lot about it. So how did you juggle? How because yeah. you've got you had kids that were younger. Yeah, but then, no, so... they were older. Then. Right. Okay. Um, our kids were. Lizzie was 20 and Mickey was 18. Okay, so that made it a little yeah, bit easier. Yeah, and they were close to John. You know, mm. they'd we'd grown up with yeah. Dick or um since well about 10 11 years so mm. we'd all been really close and just and john's kids used to babysit for us they were a bit older we all did cricket and mm. rounders and and john was brilliant with the kids and university applications right he was so good mm. and, and knowing now what you've been through and mm. how your life's changed what would you go back and tell your younger self when you were 16 <clears throat> well just to speak up <laughs> you know not to you know if i had to do anything at school i would go bright red and be embarrassed, you know, mm. if you have to, because the boys would laugh. And I mean, I was fine because we were all friends and we all did things, and I was quite forceful and out there, extrovert, mm. but shy yeah. as well. Shy. And you waste time being shy. Yes. Yeah. You waste time and you waste opportunities mm. being shy. And now kids don't do that. They learn, they go to school, they do mm. bring and tell. Yeah. And they talk about stuff and they debate and. And that's a really good thing because then you, you aren't thinking about how you feel and whether you're going to blush. You are doing what you want to say. You're saying what you want yeah. to say. Yeah. Or you've got the confidence to do it. Mm. Or to say no. Yeah. The confidence to say no. I mean, what a brilliant a inspiration to your kids yeah, you've been. Yeah. So now I've got six grandchildren. And oh, wow. <clears throat> that's why I've updated my book. I'll give you a book. Mm, thank you. Um, because uh, I hadn't done anything. I, 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 my first book was published with, by Pan Macmillan in 2001. 
because I'd done a lot of promotion and then I was picked up with a women speakers agency and that's how I started to do mm -hmm. talks. Um, and then I haven't written anything since then. I wrote another chapter when, for the film. Okay. <coughs> but it finished before the film was being made. Mm. And I didn't have any grandchildren then. Right. And now I've got six, so I thought Gosh, I should yeah. just update it. So I published it myself. Brilliant. With the great publishers. Mm. Um, and it, yeah, it's been really good. So I've got, you know, Look at everything know what that you've achieved. It's amazing. It's amazing. It really is. It's fabulous. I've done this. And then I, I trained to teach, but that was my second good idea, teaching Pilates. Well, that's what I was going to ask you about. So how do you, because you've got all this going on, but then equally you've got to, mm. A, find time for yourself. Yeah. And I know that you really, like, you really like doing Pilates, so uh -huh. you teach Pilates Yeah, I well. do, I do. Yeah. I only do Mondays. I do five classes on a Monday now and two on Friday. Right. But I started to train. I read an article because I taught yoga. Mm. in the village hall before John was ill right you know with the husbands and all of us and we used to go there yeah and then go to the pub after mm. um and it was really it was a really good time mm. all of that and then when John was ill and then we did the calendar there wasn't time and then I read an article in the Sunday Telegraph magazine about an 86 year old ex-ballerina and she did Pilates I thought it was pilots at that time I never heard of it <laughs> no classes up here yeah um, and I looked at it and there were workshops and it was Body Control Pilates Association and it was a lady who'd been in America, she'd had a car accident, she was totally unfit, she was in Australia, I mean, um, who were way ahead of yeah, and stuff yeah. like that exercise. And she went, to, she'd never been able to do any exercise, but she went to a Pilates class there and she just thought, because it was quite elitist, mm. you know, you, yeah. you know, we had to do supervised tissue. In, in, in London and stuff, and yeah. it's quite elitist. Yeah, and, and she wants it, it to bring it to the common person. Yeah. No, I've yeah. never been to a class yeah. ever, but I went to a workshop in Manchester. They were touring around doing, and I just thought, oh, that's brilliant. So I signed up for modules to start in October 1999. I think the calendar would all be over, mm. and of course it was mega. Yeah. So I was going for monthly modules. So I passed my theory, did my practical. And then you have to do 50 hours supervised teaching, which was only in Brighton yeah. and London. Right, okay. So it took me another year to do that, Gosh. but I just taught it and called it Yoga Lattice. Yeah. So how so old were you then off. when you first started doing it? That was 2000. So how old was I? I'm 70 now. Right. 60? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, 49. Yeah, mm. 60. I was born in 49. Mm. So I'd, yeah. So 2000, I started to call it Yoga Lattice. And in 2001, I was signed off and it was properly mm -hmm. Pilates. And the same, some of the same women are coming to me now. Oh, that's fabulous. Uh, and they're in the 70s and 80s. Yeah. They're brilliant. And it's kept them. Mm -hmm. it's, uh, there's a few of them, a few of them had a knee replacement and hip replacement. And everywhere, and they all say to them, you're amazing how fit you are. Mm -hmm. And they all attribute their good recovery to doing Pilates. Yeah. No, I so don't. I only do Monday, and I'm very flexible with them in time and stuff. Yeah. Um. Everybody pays their own block. I don't do. So if they don't come, they don't pay. Mm. So I can swap round, and they can swap round, and mm. it works really well. You don't. You don't show any signs of slowing down. No, I'm not. Well, I'm not. Oh, well, I'm <laughs> on to something else now. This, I think, this is my third good idea. Um. Our son in America goes to uh, it's jujitsu. It's called Gracie Academy. And it's jiu-jitsu, self-defense. But they do, I've been a few times when we've been over there, and the boys do what's called bullyproof. Right. So they learn to defend themselves, not to fight, yeah. but to get out of a fight. Mm. And it's brilliant about respect, dignity, defense. And yeah. 
And they also do a women empowerment course. Oh, right. Which is fantastic. Mm. So I did three of these lessons. And now Mickey signed me on with Grace University. So online I'm doing it. And oh, you fantastic. Pink belt. So it's just teaching women to be safe and yeah. escape. Yeah. And it is so amazing. You know, so you've got wrists, strangulation, got you from behind, mm. on the floor. It's amazing. And they're fantastic. The two brothers whose grandfather started this jiu-jitsu um, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, uh, his great-grandfather, I think. So two brothers do it, and a wife. So there's a brother and a wife are on these training. It's amazing. Mm. It's so good. So I'm doing that. So when I go, we're all going on holiday in July, Mickey and all them coming over. So Mickey will be my buddy. Right. Um, and then you video it, and then if you pass, you go over there and get your pink belt, and then I'll teach you. To That's amazing. To, and you go into schools, and all women should know how to do Yeah, they should. There are they no, should be look taught at these young girls. Look yeah. at the girls who've been abused in yeah. all these If they'd had the slightest inkling yeah. how to get away, yeah. or the confidence that comes from people who know they can defend yeah. themselves, it should be everywhere. Yeah, it should be. Certainly should every be in schools. Every university, every yeah. school, bullyproof should be. Yeah. So I want to do this and then. You are such an inspiration. But you it's really such an important thing. Yeah, it is. No, it really All is. these girls, you know, and the women who can't defend mm. themselves. And uh, and it's not about size and it's not about beating anybody up. It's getting away, mm. being safe. Yeah. So you get away in firm base and how you do it. It's mm. brilliant. Mm. It's brilliant. Wow. I'm blown so away by it. Honestly, I could <laughs> talk to you for So that's hours. what I want just to do Just super next. inspiring. And just go around and get me pink belt. It's... So what would you say to women out there that have been scared and have maybe lost their confidence in the mm. 50s and 60s and mm. are scared to try something new? What would you say to them now? Just, just do it. You, you know, you're alive. You're still alive. There's mm. loads of people not. Yeah. And loads of people ill. Or even if you don't want, go help somebody. Yeah. Go help someone. There's loads of places that you can... There's, people have awful lives. There's mm. tons of places that you could go and just... Just volunteer, you know, hospice. Mm. I think a lot of people yeah. don't realise. I think there are a lot of people who want to do something but don't know what to do. Yes. So, you know, you need to ask around mm. and just get involved on a voluntary basis and they lead into things. Yeah. Saying yes to that first thing, isn't yes. it? And then snowballs onto other yes. things. Yes, and you can just get involved and get out, do it and realise you're worth it. I mean, the whole, like WI women are worth so much because they've lived a life you know mm. in australia their country women's association which is equivalent to yeah. ours when there's disasters happen they get a budget from the government to, to decide oh, really? how to help right and that, two weeks ago i went into two wi meetings to speak in prisons mm. and that's wi women mm. have sorted that out that's really good i went it? into her majesty's prison bronzefield and said what a great thing to do for mm. these wi women to do yeah, that because it's, it's not easy setting up a wi let alone in prison mm. there's loads of hoops to jump through mm. what changes have you seen compared to when you were younger how women are in society do you think we are more empowered now than we ever have been yeah. or do you think well i think there's more pressure on women now to succeed in careers as well as with kids mm. there's a lot more as i said i had 12 years maternity leave mm. and never even thought it go to work yeah. i didn't have tons of money i just i didn't want to get as i said to lizzie once when she was five i think i'll do homeopathy because i could i was always being into um but i would have had to do summer school she said well i don't want to go anywhere with anybody in the summer holidays so i didn't do it mm. because i just felt that was important yeah 
But women don't have a choice really now, mm. whether they want to or not, because it's there's a lot of pressure to work. Yeah. So in some ways, it's better, you know, like with the Me Too thing, and, mm. you know, that's a lot better. Where, But look at what, you know, lots have improved for women in lots of ways. Mm. Um, but I think it's pressure on, mm. on, on women to... Succeed in everything. Well, you've obviously got this caring nature to, uh-huh. to to have achieved and done everything that you've done for the, for this uh-huh. cause. Who inspires you? Uh, well, I'm always quoting my mum. My mum was inspirational. You know, she had five kids. She had me and my twin brother when she was forty six. Right. She'd be. I had a, like a, an indulged. She didn't go to school till she was seven because mm. they thought she was frail. Um, but she had a very. You know, I, I went there. Had pubs in Sunderland, and you know, she brought up with a lot of money. Um, and then she got married when she was 34 and, and she said it was like being hit by a big shock because then, you know, then she had one child after another and my dad was a policeman and things just changed. Yeah. But she was, you know, she was brilliant with what she thought. She never seemed older than anybody. She was the same age as other girls as grandmas, mm. but she never, you know, I was 10 before I knew how old she was and she was 56. Mm. It's about yeah. attitude, isn't it? Yeah, and she was always interested in everybody and, and full of energy, mm. energy to do things. And, and she looked after people. And, you know, as long as you were you were well-fed and comfy in bed and warm, she didn't bothered whether you'd done your homework or whether, you know, that you would got on with that mm. ourselves. And, yeah, it was, she was, she, yeah, she was brilliant. Lovely. And what about a book that's inspired you? Oh, goodness me, there's lots of... <clears throat> I love Willie Russell's The Wrong Boy. Mm, yes. I love it. Yeah, I've not read that for a long time. And yeah. at the minute, I've been reading a lot about the Holocaust and stuff, mm. and The Choice yeah. by Edith Edgar is a brilliant book. Right, I've not read that. The Tattooist of Age. Oh, that's, that's amazing, oh, Well, this it? is a true yeah. story about Edith. She's a psychotherapist right. now. She treats soldiers with post-traumatic stress. You know, mm. It's a brilliant book. Oh, She's still yeah. alive, 90... Our sister was... Our sister just... My sister's still alive at 96 and she's 93 or 94. You know, and they came out, they were like four stone. Yeah. And what they went through and what they saw. And it's amazing that they survive. And, yeah, it is. And to, to talk about it without bitterness. Yeah. Yeah, we could all learn a so, lot, couldn't yeah, we? So, I've, yeah, I've just seemed to have been on a... On a fit. I would really like to go to Auschwitz and mm. see all that. And I'm really glad to take school kids. I'm really glad they're doing this D-Day thing yeah. for seven quick because... Kids need to know they can get carried away with all the rubbish. Yes. The, the Kardashians and all the yeah. Love Island. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't think, get me on the Love oh, Island subject. I don't want I mean, hell, this is what it is about women. You mm. see that it's not moved on, has it? No. Because they're half naked and, mm. you know, I'm, and Big Brother and all that rubbish. Mm. And yeah. real time, reality yeah. TV and the Kardashians, you know, they take yeah. their clothes off and she's got a big arse. And it's also and an image, yeah. it's all the perfect oh, body. Yeah, and eyelashes and, yeah. and it's awful for girls. Mm. Yeah. And girls can be so bitchy and so cruel. Yeah. Whereas boys just fight it out really and yeah. get over it. Yeah. It's, it's awful. I think social media, I think the calendars was a huge success because there was no social media. Do you think that that's interesting? That's so do you huge, think huge difference. if it came out now, for instance, do you think it would have been... Nobody need buy one because they just yeah. look at them. Yeah, Whereas true. you had to either send mail order or come yeah. to Skipton. Mm. And you couldn't get it any other way. Mm. Or when we went and did talks and we sold them. And Final question. What piece of music or song always motivates you? Well, I was thinking about that. 
Mm. I went to Andrew Bocelli now and mm. um, Fall On Me. That's I love that. That's kind of inspiring, isn't it? Yes. Um, what else have I thought of growing up? I love, I love Gary Bart. I love the songs and the musical. Yeah. You know, Dare. Yeah, he's done an is, amazing job of it, hasn't he? Dare is just so what you have to do. Mm. It's a woman's song. Yes. Yeah. Dare. Well, I think we'll pick that one then. Yes, Can we pick that one to add yes, to it? Yes, That's brilliant. That, yeah. Thank you so much. It has honestly been an absolute <laughs> pleasure to talk to you today. I could talk to you about so many different things. Mm. You are genuinely such an inspirational woman. And I know that people listening will have taken a lot from this. Mm. Well, and if anyone is out there <laughs> thinking about doing something different or helping out in some way, then please go and do it because look what happens in life. You just need to say yes yeah, to Yeah, we stuff. did it for Angela. It's quite remarkable. It's amazing what can happen, can't it? Mm. Yeah, exactly. They say, don't they, it's better, it's better to be kind than right. Well, there you go. We'll end on that. <laughs> it's probably saying. That's lovely. If you'd like to know more about Trisha, you can visit um, wicalendargirl.com. And for information about all the important work the Bloodwise try to do, please go to bloodwise.org.uk as well. I wanted this episode to showcase women that are doing some really great things for the cancer charities, which takes them out of their comfort zone. I've been fortunate to volunteer for the Ill Climate Mill and Cancer Support Fashion Show since 2009, which I know Trisha's attended to in the past. Um, so I also wanted to take time to talk to other women involved and find out what it meant to them and what they gained from doing it. So it's time to go behind the scenes at this year's fashion show. So tonight we're going to find out from all the women that are taking part in tonight's fashion show why they do it, how it makes them feel, um, and hopefully just shed some insight into what it's like to walk the catwalk. So let's start with our first, I was going to say victim, but it's not victim. So do you want to say who you are and how old you are? Um, my name is Jo Rusden and I am 49. And how many years have you been doing this? Um, 10 years now, this is my 10th year. Actually I've got Jo to blame for the reason why I started doing the fashion show because Jo kindly volunteered us both to do it Yeah. and I think we've had a lot of fun so far haven't we? Yeah, no we have, we've really enjoyed it. We were quite nervous to start with but now we just, I think we just really, really enjoy it. How did you feel when you first, that first time, can you remember how you felt when you first did it? Um, I think it was a bit of excitement as well as nerves and then by the end of it it was a kind of like a relief and I think just felt really happy that I'd done it. Do you think your confidence has grown from doing this each year? Yes, definitely. I don't feel nervous now. I feel it's just a little bit excited. I don't feel nervous now. I just genuinely enjoy doing it. What about, because when we first started, we said we wouldn't do any lingerie or swimwear modelling. In fact, yeah. I think we refused for the first few yeah, years, we didn't did. we? Yeah, um, So what are you wearing this year? Um, I'm actually wearing a red swimming costume bit of a Baywatch number. It's so not why, what I used to wear before. What's made the change from saying I'm not going to do it to now wearing swimwear and strutting your stuff and looking amazing and feeling great? Um, I think it's because after you've done it for the first time I think it's all the positive um, things that people say and the support. The audience are very supportive um, and I think that people are very much saying look oh you look great, you look great and I think people really appreciate seeing like real women normal women in clothes in nice clothes and they sort of think actually I can relate to that it's not you're not like a supermodel I could wear that too so I think it's that sort of support and I think it is you do just grow in confidence as you do it yeah I would recommend anybody that had the opportunity to, to 
volunteer in a fashion show to do it once in their lives, don't you think? Yeah, no, definitely. It is really, really, really good fun. And going back to the people wanting to be able to relate to the, to the women that they see, do you think that's mirrored in the, in the fashion brands that you see on the high street? No, not at all. What would you like to see? Um, I think there should be um, more women our age. Um, I think now we get to our age, a lot of people, they don't have the financial worries. They're being, they've got, you know, they've gone up in their careers. Women have more money to spend. Um, and I think they're, basically, they're aiming it at the younger audience that's not really representative of the client base that is out there. Mm. Completely agree with you. And I'm looking forward to walking with you again, Joe's yes. my partner. We, we, yeah, we, we stick will. together yeah. on this one. We will. So I am looking forward to strutting our stuff together. And yeah, I guess it's time to go and get ready. I know, get some so, makeup yeah. on. See you soon. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. To collar another lady who's just had her hair and makeup done. She's looking ready to go and beautiful. Mm. So, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi, um, my name's Leanne, Leanne Hollins, and I am 43 years old. Right, and is this the first time you've done this fashion show? This is the first time I've done it, yes. Well done. Are you excited, nervous? Um, I'm a bit nervous, a bit excited. I think I'll be more excited once it's finished. <laughs> I'm going to collar you afterwards. Yeah, well, we'll see then. <laughs> and what's made you do it this year? Um, well, I was invited to do it last year, but I couldn't because I was away. So this year, it was just a natural progression because I was going to do it last year. Mm. But I had breast cancer in September 2017. So it feels like the right thing to do to yeah. come and support the charity. Yeah, it's such a good charity, yeah. isn't it? Absolutely. And I think it's been going for like 12, 13 years, this fashion show, and yeah. it's literally raised, I don't know the exact amount, but I know it's over £100,000. So it's really special to be involved in it. Mm, it feels really special. Yeah. Everyone's lovely. And what about the clothes that you're wearing tonight? Because you okay. are wearing swimwear and lingerie, aren't you? Um, I am wearing swimwear. It seemed like a good idea at the time. <laughs> um, and I did say that I would wear anything that looked okay on me. Mm. Um, now, am I happy wearing swimwear and lingerie? Um, <clears throat> Yes, it'll be all right, it'll be fine. I just need to walk slowly so things don't bounce about too much. Yeah. Well, you will look fabulous because you do anyway. Hopefully. And yeah, just enjoy it. That's yeah, all I would say. Yeah, and I shall collar you when you've finished it. But well done for joining in. And yeah, I can't wait to do it with you. Thanks, Thanks Rachel. Thanks. Thank you. Right, I've managed to get hold of Sarah now, and I've just had her hair and makeup done. So thank you very much for talking to me. Do you want okay. to say? Do you want to introduce yourself to everybody? Hi, my name's Sarah Lovett, uh, and I'm 47. And how many years have you been doing this? Um, I think, to be honest, you lose count, but I, I think know. I've been doing it about nine years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we do so. about the same time. Yeah. Anyway. What made you first do it? Um, my mum was friends with Sheila, who organises it, um, and. That's how I got tied into into it. Uh, a lot of the committee were friends of hers, so they dragged me in to see if I would volunteer, and I did. <laughs> and how how did it make you feel when you first did it? Were you scared? Were you nervous? Uh, petrified, because I'm I'm not great at standing in front of people, and I'm quite self-conscious. So yeah, it was quite petrifying at first, mm. but everybody's so lovely and so friendly, and everyone feels exactly the same. Yeah. So it, it's really good. And I think you're a bit like me. At first, you were like, "We're not going to model lingerie." Yes. We just talk about that because the lady that actually supplies the lingerie and swimwear is here this evening. She's just arrived here. Yeah. So at first, we didn't want to do it. Did no, we? I think the first year was um, topped to pajamas and dressing gown. <laughs> definitely. Um, as the years have gone on, it's got. I've got braver, and it's all about 
being confident in yourself and whatever you look like and I'm actually quite proud to go out now so Fantastic. I think I've got a bikini tonight so yeah, I have yes so I'm feeling a bit nervous about that but let's see yeah I'm gonna give it a go they are really supportive and I think women just generally want to see somebody they can relate to on the stage yeah. and we're all we're all mature ladies yeah. so you're more confident if, if it, somebody else can do it then you feel like you could do yeah. it too so it yeah builds your confidence we're all shapes and sizes yeah we're all different ages so one year I got put next to a, a professional model so I wasn't a big fan of that <laughs> <laughs> but now but now I'm, I'm more than happy yeah it's a great group of people and I really like working with them but isn't that brilliant and that your fun. confidence has grown just you know from doing this has really helped yeah, your confidence the first, the first time I actually wore a bikini or took my wrap off and walked down the middle in, in a bikini mm. I felt really really proud of myself yeah. so I was really chuffed and it really boosted my confidence so yeah were you always kind of insecure when you were younger about your body or is that something that's come on in later life? I think I'm just very shy mm. I'm probably more confident now that I'm older yeah. I was probably more more nervous when I was younger yeah, yeah, and more self-conscious yeah. because there's so much drilled into you but certainly not now yeah brilliant that's so, really yeah, good I'll to be know. out in my bikini tonight with so all my wrinkles <laughs> and, <laughs> my white, and my freckles and you look amazing <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to women that have been asked to volunteer or something like this and haven't dared to do it up until now I think like I've said before, it's a great group of people and everybody loves it. You don't feel self-conscious. Mm. It's actually, it's really lovely. When you're stood next to someone that's older than you that's got a bikini on, yeah. then you feel really brave. So, yeah. yeah. I'd say it's the thing. support of everybody else yeah, that makes right. you feel like yeah. you can it's do it. It's part of being part of a team, isn't it? It is, exactly yeah. that. And it, then it tends to follow through for, in real life as well. Yeah. You know, when you're not here, you feel more confident. Yeah. And maturity, and as you get older, you feel like, yeah. Yeah, there are. There's a, a wide age. There's probably 18-year-olds doing this, but equally, yeah. there's women in the 70s doing it. There is, and they, exactly and they wear that. bikinis and stuff. And it's brilliant. And they're straight out, and they don't care, and that yeah. makes you feel silly for being self-conscious. Yeah. So, yeah, no, it's smashing. Fabulous. Really well, enjoy. Thank you for talking to me. Go and You're get, welcome. I go hope get your glass boring. of water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll go get my and glass I'll, of water. Yes. <laughs> and I'll see you soon. <laughs> thank and you, I'll see you soon. Debbie. Before she gets started with uh, dishing out what we're all wearing tonight, so Debbie is the owner of the fitting rooms in Ilkley, and every year you kindly supply the swimwear and lingerie to us all <laughs> and us uh, you have encouraged us all to push ourselves out of our comfort zones I would say very much so uh, and I'm looking at somebody who um, <laughs> has been on that journey yes. as they like to say I think it started in uh, pajamas <laughs> I think possibly yes covered from neck to toe uh, and now um, yes I'll wear anything yeah. which is fabulous to see um, and somebody with the curves in the right places um, and yeah it, it's brilliant do you see because obviously you see women every single day coming in and trying swimwear and bras and lingerie when it gets to midlife women do you find their confidence is less around wearing the right swimwear when they go on holiday and stuff do you think they're more self-conscious yeah very much so um obviously generally speaking when we're in our teens and our early 20s you know we can put on a bin liner and it looks fabulous um as life gets in the way certain things change and um we're not as confident and we often look back at photographs and oh if I knew then what I know now yeah. and and oh if I could appreciate what I had then yeah. but from my experience um, obviously I've worked there for 
15 years, um, is appreciate what you do have. You can't go backwards, mm. but what you can do is live in the now, accept what you do have, make the most of what you have. Mm. Um, we all have little bulges that we don't like. We yeah. all have, you know, we like our knees, we don't like our knees, we don't like our bust, yes, we like our bust. Yeah. All things like that. But if you get something, um, whether it's lingerie or swimwear or anything like that, um, that fits you well, that suits your body shape and suits you know your skin tone, you will feel a million dollars. And the inner confidence that that gives, because if you are good on the inside, then your clothes will look fantastic on the outside. Well, she always does on telly, doesn't she? <laughs> she does, yeah. She are you charging us this year? No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. And that's great advice to give women for... Um, the summer coming up, because I know a lot of women are self-conscious when they go to the beach, yeah. and you know they pluck up courage to take off their sarong or their, you know, their, their, their winter layers. Winter layers. So it is just a case of getting out there and being proud of what you've got. What you have got, because the thing is, we don't know what's around the corner, and things, um, you know, we, we don't have bat wings or we didn't have little flabby bits under the back of our, you know, where yeah. the bra strap goes. Um, but what I can say is, it gets worse. Our skin gets softer, um, you know, and if we've put on a couple of pounds each year, then obviously you're going to live a couple more years, you're going to put a few more pounds on. So accept what you have got, enjoy what you have got, um, uh, because we're here now. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'll let you go and dish out the swimwear and the lingerie to everybody. Oh, yes, can't wait. <laughs> no, I can't. Thank you. Managed to collar somebody else who's just come out of hair and makeup looking very glamorous this evening, getting ready. So would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, I'm Julie, um, Julie Gilbert. I'm 60 years old and this is the fifth year that I've done this. Um, I get really nervous beforehand, um, but once it gets going and the atmosphere is fantastic, um, it's really good. You said you felt really nervous when you do it. Are you nervous still as much as you were right at the beginning when you first did it that first year? No, the first year I was so nervous. Um, a glass of wine helped. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> um, but then you, you get more confident and it's something I never thought I'd be doing. Um, but, you know, it's a fantastic cause and you just feel so confident and the girls are lovely, the men are lovely, everybody supports each other and anybody that's a bit nervous, everybody helps. It's yeah. really fantastic. And it's funny because even in the last five years, when we, five years ago, we didn't really have that many men. No. Whereas now we've got as many men doing it as, as women, I think, haven't we? Which yes. is really good fun. Yeah. What so made you first decide to do it? It was my son that got me involved in it. Luke used to do it uh, for the Macmillan Fashion Show and then he roped me into it. We, we came and watched him a couple of times mm. and then he said, you can do it, Mum. And I said, no way, yeah. I couldn't. And my worst fear was falling or yeah. tripping up. But I, I now wear flatty shoes, so there's no danger of that. Yeah. It's about <laughs> being comfortable, isn't it? It is. In what you're doing yeah. and what you're wearing. Yeah. yeah. And do you like the clothes? What kind of clothes have you got this year? Um, I've got a Hearns, I've got a red dress that's quite nice with pockets. Um, and I've got some white trousers and a floaty top, which is something that I wouldn't particularly choose for myself, but it does look nice. Um, and then for phase eight, I've got a linen shirt and trousers. So um, the shirt will cover them belly and my bum so that's quite good <laughs> so do you think are you still even though your confidence is growing are you still quite self-conscious 
Yes, I think it, yeah. I think we're never happy with a body image in that way, but yeah, um, I, I wouldn't come, come down the catwalk in bikini or swimwear unless I had a big beach towel and umbrella. You never know, up. in five years' time we'll have this conversation, you might be strutting your stuff in a bikini. I'll be with the Zimmer frame in five years' time. <laughs> were you confident when you were younger? Or were you always felt more self-conscious of it? I'd say... Uh, when I was younger, I wasn't, I wasn't bothered. Um, I didn't give a monkey's really. So, um, you know, you, you, you are quite confident when you're younger, aren't you? So, yeah, I was quite blasé when I was younger. But then I think as you get older, you get quite aware of your body image, really. Um, yeah. So, Do you think there's a lot of pressure on kind of being in midlife on women? Because you don't see. We don't see our reflections in the brands and in the marketing on the high street, do we? We don't see women that we can relate to. No, it's all um, really slim people, um, you know. Um, so there is pressure on. Um, sometimes it can be peer pressure as well. Um, but, you know, I work as a nurse and, you know, you've got to support each other, haven't yeah, you? Yeah. 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 Well, well done. And I love seeing you on the catwalk and I can't wait till this evening. And yes, thank you very much and good luck. Don't thank fall. you. Thanks thank you. Bye. Thank you. Yes. Right, Hello. Jo. Hello. Thank Hello. you very much for talking to me. That's all right. So, would you like to introduce yourself and how old are you? Oh, okay. I'm Joanne Cookson and I'm 56. I had to think about that one. <laughs> <laughs> and you are a professional little writer. Well, yes. Dr. P. <laughs> so you've yes. been modelling for years? 40 you? years. 40 years? Wow. Oh, I know. It's frightening when you say things yeah. like that, isn't it? Yeah. So, how many years have you done the fashion show? One, I think I've done three years. Right. Yeah, three. Mm. I think it's only three. Yeah. It feels like a lot more. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think it's the, the same group of women this year. It is. Yeah, no, it, it really makes it very nice and a lot more relaxing, actually. Yeah. So you've relaxing. seen massive changes in the model industry, I would imagine. From modelling when you were younger and you mm. were a dancer as well, weren't you? Yes. To now modelling as a, as a mature, yes. older lady, yes. which is not old at 56, by the way. <laughs> what what differences have you seen, really? What's the most marked thing, do you think? Um, wages haven't changed. No. <laughs> That's a big thing. Mm. Um, I think there's less of it about. Mm. A lot less. Do you think it's harder for, for yes, our I age do. group? I do. I think it's harder for any age group, right. in actual fact, to get any form of yeah, modelling. There used to be um, an awful lot of fashion shows, mm. tours, UK tours, mm. uh, things abroad that we used to do uh, for Nike and Reebok and all those sort of people. Would you know do loads of different Marks and Spencers tour of the UK? Yeah. You know, um, but you know there was always lots of shows going on. And now they're just, they seem to have kind of taken a step to one side. Mm -hmm. So there's not quite as much of, especially catwalk, I think. Yeah. There's sort of some still about. And I think some of them t still tend to use twiggies. Yeah, yeah. Which is a shame. Yeah. Um, I have to say in the wedding fairs that I did, I always used a wide range of sizes mm. so I'd have an 8 a yeah. 10 a 12 14 yeah. 16 so women 18 women want to relate to, to the well, same of course they do yeah. they don't want to see twiggies mm. in when they're a size 16 in yeah. a you know, yeah. or somebody who's getting married for the second time around, yeah. an older person, they want to see an older person on the catwalk in a bridal yeah. dress not, you know 
yeah. flouncy and pearly and all that, but yeah. just something sophisticated and simple. Mm. Um, and I think, I have to say, I think our age group has come into its own in that respect, yeah. with the curves and with the age. Yeah. And I think people have a lot more respect for that age group now and curves yeah. because we're real people we're yeah. all like that yeah, yeah. You know, everyone is yeah but you think the UK's is. like average size is a size 16 is it? Yeah. Now, isn't it 14, yes 16. it is 14 it's, 16 it needs to be reflected in the industry doesn't it yeah of course yeah. it does are you uh, still as body confident as you were when you were younger are you more self-conscious even though you've been doing it for a long time um, a little bit more body conscious I wouldn't say huge amounts as I still strut around in my yeah. G-string and bra backstage because yeah. I forget the sound of the age that I am yeah. and people don't really specifically like to see <laughs> the wobbly bits up. anymore. <laughs> uh, but, you know, um, I'm, not, I'm not that really body con and I don't think I ever really was. Mm. I think I was very lucky uh, because of the dancing I was very slim and muscular, mm. so I never had any issues apart from when I hit the menopause. Yeah, yeah. And I yeah, put I two. Yeah, I got a midriff. Didn't well, you? I yeah, put I two stone on in two months. Yeah. That was yeah. before the HRT. Yeah. And then when I went on the HRT, mm. I lost the two stone within oh, a month. Oh wow. Mm. Oh, I've and, not lost that bit. I've not. I've not yeah. got the lost bit yet. No, but it's, <laughs> it's, it's weird in that um, I had. I never had any. Um, PMT or anything like that when I had periods. Never had anything like that. Mm. However, with the menopause, it hit me like a hammer. Mm. Yeah, it did me. It was like waking up in somebody else's body. Oh yes. Completely. I, I don't I didn't know who I was. No, I was exactly the same. Had no idea. Mm. HRT. Yeah. Back to me. Yeah. I think that's why one of the reasons why I started the podcast is to share stories so yeah. that we all relate to each other oh, and go, God, yes. oh God, yeah, I feel exactly the oh, same, because oh, otherwise we don't talk about it. Why don't people tell you about the menopause? Yeah, all the things? Because yeah. my, my mum's generation just Oh didn't. no, they it were all zipped, yeah. zipped lips and yeah. yeah, oh no, we'll just get on with yeah. it, it's fine. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. if they only told you. Yeah, you would be better prepared. Yes, Well, you'd hope so. Well, would, yeah. At least you'd kind of have a clue as to yeah. what was going to well, happen. Well, hopefully the younger generation that comes up after us yes, will have better, we'll have, yes, yeah. better knowledge so of it So we're paving the way, that's what you can Oh yes, <laughs> as always. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so do you Brilliant. think you'll continue modelling? I probably will, actually, yeah. On and off, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still enjoy it. I yeah. can't say I don't. Yeah. What do you uh, enjoy most about it? Um, ooh, gosh, that's a really tough question. Uh, it's not the dressing up factor. It's not the getting made up. Do you think the people? I really find it meeting the new new people whenever I do a different job's really nice. Yeah, I don't know. I, for me... Being an ex dancer, I think it's actually just been on the catwalk. Yes, yeah. I hate that to say it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of still in there. Yeah. You know, that sort of. I still yeah. want to go, yeah. wow, yeah. and shake my hands yeah. and do razzmatazz. Yeah. Not that you can do, but yeah. I do occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> Get away with it only just <laughs> by the skin of my teeth. But well, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to this evening. I'm sure it'll be good fun. Oh, yes. Year. Oh, yes, it will. Yeah. Yes, that's for sure. Yeah. Yay, we did it! 
Another great night, really good atmosphere tonight and the audience were really super supportive. I think it's one of the best years we've had. So I'm with Leanne, who has done her first one that we talked to at the beginning. So how did it feel? Yeah, it was really good. Really nice audience, like you said. Yeah. And um, yeah, I think it all went right. Are you glad that you've done it? Yeah, I'm glad that I did it. Yeah, definitely. I was nervous and I was nervous possibly more about my wearing a bikini and a uh, bra yeah. with me having had a mistake to me. Yeah. So, um, yes. I think, I mean, you looked amazing. Thank and you. I can't imagine the courage it took to do that because it is a huge thing for a woman to have to go through that, isn't it? Yeah. What were your kind of main insecurities? Um, well, actually, my I was more worried that my knitted knocker would fly out. Um, not fly out, <laughs> that sounds dramatic, doesn't it? It would have flown out, but it would have come out on... Yeah, I, I wanted it to stay where it was. You know. And but for those people that don't know about it, what is a knitted knocker? So it's a prosthesis um, for a lady that's had a mastectomy, or I suppose you could wear them if you hadn't, I suppose. They're yeah. Quite but they're much lighter and they're softer on your skin, so prosthesis tend to be... Um, sort of silicon aren't they so, and they're, they're more sweaty on your body and heavier so if I'd have worn the, um, the, the bra that I was wearing with normal prosthesis in it, it would have hung heavier away from my frame whereas within it it was very light so it, it, there was no weight yeah. in the bra so that, that felt really good actually brilliant I, honestly I'm so I, I just think you're a fantastic inspiration thank you just I think it's brilliant <laughs> to see you get on that catwalk because you looked amazing would you do it again absolutely yes brilliant well i shall see you next year, next year. thank, you, thank you so much for sharing it and being on here it's brilliant well done Thanks. thank you so that's it for this week's bumper edition and i hope you've uh, left with some double inspiration and motivation my next guest will be marina gas Marina is a top journalist with an extensive media career and has now, alongside Faye Watts, set up Audria Online, which is an online community for women who want to step out of their comfort zone and follow their dreams. So I can guarantee there will be bags full of inspiration. Thank you for listening to this week's Out of the Bubble. And I hope it's left you feeling inspired. I'd love to hear from you. Who inspires you and why? Please get in touch. You can contact me via my website, rachelperumodel.com or leave a message on the Anchor app. And if you're listening via iTunes, don't forget you can leave feedback. In the meantime, keep being fabulous.